This week, we get into something new, and it's bra formations. Get it? Like affirmations? That and more in episode 93 with Tanya Reinier. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. Welcome. I'm excited to have you here. And as usual, you know, I definitely appreciate you being here. Now, this is the last episode of this season. And can you believe we're almost done with the first quarter of 2017? Time flies. But we will be back with a fresh new episode on April the 6th. Now, today you're going to absolutely love this guest, her energy and personality are very genuine and relatable. So that's my type of person, (laughs) relatable, genuine, just real. In today's episode, you're going to learn what a bra formation is and how it differs from an affirmation. You're going to learn why she starts off her week with Money Mondays and why it matters. And you're going to learn the importance of starting on a paper system and then moving to the tech. Now, let me share with you a little bit about Tanya Reinier. She is the energy behind the Profit Party. She is an innovative money mindset coach who helps women entrepreneurs discover their value, supercharge their profit potential, and revolutionize the way they think and feel about money and business. As a speaker, trainer, and coach, Tanya's action-oriented style gives women practical tools to help them gain control of their finances, transform their beliefs about money, and dramatically increase their income. So let's not delay and let's go ahead and meet Tanya. Welcome, Tanya Reinier, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here. I am so excited to be here, Jen. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm excited because one, I'm really digging everything that you're teaching, the videos that you have, and the content on your website, and plus that your website is absolutely pretty, completely love it, completely, I'm, I'm tempted to even just change some things on the web, on my website, just based on what I'm seeing on yours, just love, love all that you're doing. Oh, I'm flattered. And if you need help there, I'm happy to help you. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to get to know you better. And I know the person that's listening at this moment does so as well. So tell us a little bit about how you grew up around money, because the, your money story is always interesting. And a money story is very, very important, as you know, as to how we treat money. So let us in on your money story. Yeah, well, um, it, it was a roller coaster. Actually, I grew up in a, we're going to call it lower middle class, but it it wasn't pretty. Parents had me really young, so they both worked a couple of jobs. We always struggled for money. It was feast and famine in my house. And there were some things that happened over the years when I was really young that I think really, really contribute to my money story, where one was my family had inherited a nice amount of money. You know how that happens where mm-hmm. somebody somebody passes away and you know the assets, the estate gets divvied up. 
And I watched the way that my, my parents and my aunts and uncles had burned through that money with no idea how to manage it or how to, yeah, it was just like, they weren't very proactive. It was like, Oh, I've got this money. Yes. Let's go on vacation. Let's buy this. Let's do this. And it didn't take long before they were all back to broke Mm. and it turned them kind of, I don't want to say evil, but, um, a little bit (laughs) where it, it had a very negative effect on the way that they interacted with each other. And this is something that I saw growing up and thought, Oh my gosh, like easy money is bad. You know, and I started making those connections. And then, you know, my grandparents were very well off. They were successful entrepreneurs. And I saw the the misuse of money. My mom had a shopping problem and she would go on these sprees and spend way more than she had enough to pay for. And then she would go and ask for a bailout. So Mm. then I, I saw this happening and I thought begging for money, you know, asking for money is bad. (laughs) So, you know, all of these things started and and I started to connect the dots of, you know, you have to work hard in order to be able to deserve money. You have to earn it yourself and you have to work really hard and it's going to take a long time because that's the only way good money comes to you. And money is is scarce. So growing up, I saw that it was hard to come by for them and they, and what they had to do to get it. So to me, I had, I grew up with a very uh, scarcity mentality, a poverty mindset, so when I grew up and became an adult and started managing money myself, it was, I, I carried that with me and it was Absolutely. something that I completely had to unravel, dissect and reconstruct in a healthy way. And how did you do that? Cause I know it, it's work and sometimes it's continuous work over the years. Cause once you grow up with that, I, I don't know how you uh, feel about this, but I feel once, because I also grew up around this scarcity mindset as well. And even though I've worked on it for years, there's times that it can still come back and you have to check yourself (laughs) at the front door and just reset that. But how, so how did you work on that? And do you feel like you continue to work on it daily? Oh, Jen, I'm always working on it. (laughs) Uh, But it's better. It's a million times better than it was because now that I, I look at it different and I realize now that there is abundance and there's more than enough for everybody. And that, you know, just by changing our perspective and the way we view things and the way we feel about things is what helps. So that's what I had to do. I had to go in and connect to the emotions that I had Mm -hmm. and tune in and recognize when am I starting to feel negative? So when do those jealous feelings come up? You know, when somebody else is doing really well and, you know, you're like, oh, I'm so happy for you. But inside you're like, I hate you. Why (laughs) (laughs) Why is that happening? How come it's so easy for you? And you have all these thoughts, right? I had to take a time out and really go in and say, okay, why am I feeling like that? What does that mean? Because that's a reflection of my own story and an insecurity or a fear that I have. So I had to, I had to really take some time to identify the fears and the limiting beliefs that I had in myself, that little voice in my head that was telling me I can never have that. I will never do that. I'm not good enough. And it was all a lie. No, and it usually always is, right? Mm-hmm. And so how, so when you take us a little through, so when you identify those, what has been the best way that you've done this? Do you write these down? Do you have a certain maybe routine that you do to share us a little bit about that? Okay, so I'm going to share with you my goofy word that I'm like, I'm coining this term. <laughs> I love right? goofy. I'm all about goofy. <laughs> so um, I do bra formations. So it's like, <laughs> like a support it. bra. Um so, and, that, and that's kind of, I do affirmations with support behind them. 
So a lot of people, especially my clients will come to me and say, yeah, I've tried that whole affirmation thing. It doesn't work because it feels like a lie. I can't say money comes to be easily when I'm struggling every day with money. But you can say something like money is coming to be more easily than before. Mm -hmm. You can say things always seem to work out. You can say, you know, things like um, even when things times get tough, I have the power to find a way. Mm-hmm. And then you would go back and support that statement with something that you do know to be true. So, you know, money is coming to be more easily. And I know this to be true because last week I got two new clients or, you know what I mean? So you're, yes. you're actually taking that statement and you're backing it up with support that is true for you. So what that's doing is it's, it's reinforcing in your mind that you have that power and control. It's, mm-hmm. It's it's putting a positive spin on things. Absolutely. No, that is completely powerful. I love that you share that. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, so you shared with us your money story. It was a roller coaster ride. You shared with us that you had to, uh, you had some growth into being able to minimize that scarcity mindset, which you say you work on daily. So tell us about money advice. Uh, what is the best money advice that you have received? Um, to have a Murphy fund. <laughs> <laughs> so some people call it emergency fund, but I found that it's not always emergencies that'll take money away from you. You know, it's not always emergencies that cause the problems. It's it's that low vibrational frequency that just seems to attract doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. So I, I call it a Murphy fund. So you know Murphy's law, all that can go wrong will. <laughs> So by having a nice cushion, a number in the bank that makes you feel secure keeps Murphy away. It keeps Murphy from moving in because when you know that you've got the money there, then you don't make decisions based on money or lack of money. You're like, oh, I've got that there. I'm going to do what feels good to me. And when you make decisions based on what feels good inside, your vibration goes up. Love that. And I love that you bring that up because, of course, we hear a lot of the emergency fund and how much you should have in there. Maybe you can start at one month of expenses, three, six months. But I love that you bring that up, that what feels good for you, because I know I get a lot of questions of how much and sometimes the three months or the six month mark of expenses uh, feels like a lot. And sometimes Mm -hmm. even if you may be at that point, it still doesn't feel comfortable right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's so great that you bring that up because sometimes it's about looking at, like you said, what feels good for you, what is comfortable for you. And also just looking at outside factors, factors, not just the expenses that you have monthly, but looking at if you're working a nine to five, your job stability, that could affect uh, things and other things. So I, I think that's great that you brought that up. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, and it, and it works. Yes, it works. I mean, and you know, if you've pro- have you done that, Jen, where you've said, you know, what number feels really good to me? Oh, absolutely. I and, and that's what I go with more sometimes than it. just basing it on the expert's advice, right? For me, I guess I I say that I'm a rebel in the sense that yes, the experts have lots of great things to say, lots of great advice, but it's something to guide yourself on and not just hang yourself from that advice because you have to, because what happens, I feel, and I know I've mentioned it on this podcast before, is that you get stuck in this tunnel <laughs> vision, this tunnel vision where all you see is what you're supposed to do. And then you forget to listen to yourself. So I love that you brought that up. 100%. <laughs> I, I agree. 
Awesome. Awesome. Now, what would you say? We all have challenges around money. So what would you say are yours? I like to shop. (laughs) (laughs) I venture to say it's a little bit of an addiction. It's not the shopping that I love, but it's the spending. It's the something about that sense of empowerment. It feels really good. Like maybe the first time you swipe that credit card, it's like, eh, I just bought something. But hey, once you're on your third or fourth store, it's like, I'm a rock star. Look at me go. (laughs) And that's not always, you know, I've had to learn to rein myself in and cut back and say, you know what, let's make really smart spending decisions. Let's not shop for the emotional high that it gives me. Shop very purposeful. But I give myself permission to do that once in a while. So I have a budget or a category. <laughs> do you have a shopping fund? <laughs> I do. I awesome. have a, it's, it's complete like frivolous money. It's, it's the stuff that it's the money that I set aside to be able to do that without guilt, without remorse and without having to limit myself because I know that that's my little thing. Right. My vice, if you will. Right. And that's good that you recognize that and that you set money aside because I think and, it, and it's changing. I know women that I speak to and I coach, that's that's something that they've been working on, on setting some money aside for those things. So that way you don't feel guilty. You don't throw off that cash flow uh, that you have coming in or your budget. So I love that you're doing that. Thank you. Yes. It's a lot of fun when you get to build that that category up and then go splurge. Yes, it <laughs> is. I love it. Now, as far as managing finances, can you take us a little bit, maybe through a month's worth, uh, just briefly what you do if you have, if you sit down twice a month every week, uh, just a little bit of what you do, your, if you have rituals around how you uh, check in with your money uh, and what tools do you use to manage your personal finances? Sure. I do what I call Money Mondays. Okay. So every Monday morning, I set aside an hour and a half to download all of my transactions from the past week from my all of my accounts. So this is for both personal and my business. So I do this all at this time. And I put them, you know, so I, I update, make sure everything is correct. And I update my spending plan. So that is what allows me to look at a snapshot of my financial picture and make decisions for the week going forward. So, and I do something called envelope budgeting mm-hmm. with with a software app called MoneyWell. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Money MoneyWell, W E L L. It's a it's a Mac based envelope budgeting software. I like it because it's pretty and <laughs> I like things that are pretty <laughs> and that look less like a spreadsheet. I hear so, you. So, um I do that and I also have a paper system that I use and I teach with a paper system because I find that there's something that happens when you put pen to paper. Oh, absolutely. Solidifies it in your head. So when I'm teaching people this for the first time, I teach on paper. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. And then when it gets really comfortable, then we'll move to an app or a software, something like MoneyWell or a, a Quicken or something like that, that they feel comfortable with. But um, yeah, every Monday I, I, I do that so that it's, I know how I'm going into the week and I feel in control. And that way, when I am faced with a decision, am I going to invest in my business or is this impulse by getting my attention? Do I do it or do, or is it not a good idea? I have that snapshot to go back to and I have an immediate yes or no. Love it. So every week at the beginning of the week, which is mm-hmm. which is great because you know what you could start your week off right. I love that. And who would you say influenced you the most 
in the area of money? I would have to say, now it's in a bad way, but it's my parents. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you look at people and you learn what not to do, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, okay, well, they did this wrong and they did that wrong. All right. I'm going to do the opposite of that. Right. What is that? Right. So I, they weren't very good with money and I don't fault them for that. They just were never taught. They didn't know how to learn. And I saw that and I saw what it did and how it made them struggle and it affected their relationships. And when I grew up, I realized, hey, I don't want that to happen to me. So what do I need to do to prevent that? And it took me a little bit because I started to go down that road, but I turned it around based on doing the exact opposite of what I had seen growing up. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So tell us, I want to know, because you and your business teach about the money mindset. So if you could take us a little bit of what your philosophy is, what your thoughts are in this area, because I'd love to hear about that. Uh, Money mindset in general or something specific? Like maybe Um, what you teach and how you teach, what your approach is. Well, my approach, when I work with people, my approach is to let's go on a journey together. So let's figure out where you are now. So we always start with where you are now financially and say, okay, what's great about that? Let's focus in on what is good. Do you, you know, you have the money you want for these certain things? You know, how do you feel about budgeting? All these things, you know, where we get to the emotional aspect of money Mm -hmm. and we, we look for both the positive and the negative. So the things that make you feel icky or gross or make you want to put your head in the sand and just say like, I don't even want to tackle that. All right, well, let's, let's dive into why, Mm -hmm. why do you not want to dive into that? And that usually uncovers a little bit of the money story enough to where we can identify where the fears are. And the fear is ultimately the block, right? So it's, it's, if you're afraid of how it's going to make you feel, if you're afraid that you're not going to be very good at it, if you're afraid that it's going to affect a relationship or, you know, somebody's going to judge you based on what your decisions have been financially up until this point, it's a scary thing to have to deal with. So if we are able to go in and uncover that, we can make all the changes in the world and we can start moving in a positive direction. But mindset isn't more about thinking. It's more about the emotion. Yes. So, you know, when people say mindset, they're like, how do you think? You know, what are you thinking? You know, what are your thoughts on money? What's your vocabulary? And that's all a big part of it. But it's really about identifying how you feel and in what situations make you feel that way. And if you feel really good, well, then your, your mindset's probably pretty healthy. But if you feel negative emotions about things that money triggers, then there's work to be done. Absolutely. And I think the questions why and how are such just the simple of why and how are such huge questions that you can get so much information on yourself. Uh, from. So I love that you do that. So true. And so how, and I'm curious too, how you got to what you're doing now, because you had the, had the experience that you had growing up. Was that an influence or how did you, how did you get to what you're doing now in business? (laughs) It was an influence after I realized I was broke and had no idea what I was doing. Um, (laughs) You're so funny. My my first business or my first big successful business was an interior design company. Ah, and I see where all the pretty. St- I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm connecting the dots here. I see. I like pretty things. <laughs> so yeah, I started this company, and I I had the the belief at the time that 
interior designers looked a certain way, acted a certain way. They had it all figured out. I had to put on the pretty suit and act bougie and pretend that I had everything figured out. And I didn't allow myself to be vulnerable. I didn't allow myself to ask questions. I, and, and when I realized that I wasn't doing very good financially, I was afraid to admit that to anybody. I, it was embarrassing for me. So, you know, here I was on the outside, super successful, a clientele, you know, that kept me busy and I was working crazy hours, but at the end of the year, I wasn't really making any money and I had no idea why it, it wasn't making sense to me. So I started to, to do the work. I watched the movie, The Secret, and I'm like, well, is it my vibration? Is it, you know, what is this? So I, I took a combination of what I learned from, you know, studying the law of attraction and universal principles and money philosophies from people like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey and the gurus, right? And mm -hmm. I put those together and I, at the same time, got practical with my money and learned how to manage it and control it. But I also learned how to think and feel differently about it. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, my whole business changed. And at the time I was working primarily with women entrepreneurs. They were hiring me to come in and design their homes. And I loved spending time with them and talking to them. And we would get to know each other. And most of us now are, are friends. But at the time, they were struggling and they were going through the same things as me where they weren't doing as well on the inside as they appeared to be on the outside. So we kind of started to confide in each other and I would share with them what I was doing and they would take that back and apply it to their home finances and their business and have success. And That's awesome. it was really good. So it got to the point where I, I was going to work in my design job just so that I could coach women <laughs> in money mindset. <laughs> such a great story right there. <laughs> yeah. So eventually I realized, you know what? I think I just need to actually make this transition. Oh my gosh. I love that yeah. story. That is fabulous. Now, because an aspect of your business is about the money mindset, I understand you have a training that you uh, offer, a free training that you're giving away. So could you tell us a little bit about that and what someone listening would gain from it? Yeah. So all of that studying that I did on the law of attraction, it all tends to be a little woo-woo. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's metaphysical and it's, kind of impractical and philosophical. And I'm an action-oriented person. So I like the woo-woo. It's fun. But <laughs> give me an action plan. Give me something I, I can't solid. agree more. Yeah. So I just like to work. I want to see results. I want a system. So I took everything that I learned and I put it into a six-step system. And it builds. One step builds on the next. So it's you, you reach a level of mastery in step one. And then you move on to step two. And it is a way to completely transform your mindset so that you're just raising your vibration, thinking really healthy, but in a very practical, actionable format. Love it. And where can they have access to this? So you can get that at my website, which is tanyarainier.com forward slash formula. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you share that. And this has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Tanya. As you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because she deserves to feel powerful. Love it. That's a beautiful answer. Well, Tanya, it's been great having you here on the podcast. I know everyone will enjoy listening to it. 
Well, thank you, Jen. It has been so much fun and an absolute pleasure and honor to be here with you today. Thank you. That was good, right? I absolutely adored speaking with Tanya. So Danielle, if you are listening, thanks again for this introduction, which leads me to remind you that if there's someone that you want me to interview, let me know and that way I can work on that, okay? Now, I want to talk a little bit more about her bra formation because (laughs) I absolutely, I love that. But before I do that, I want to do a weekly shout out. And this weekly shout out goes to Amber. So Amber is fairly new in our community and she sh- she just jumped in and recently shared a win where she learned to make a delicious latte and Amber that's speaking my language uh, from her home instead of heading out and forking out the money for one. Because as we know, it's easy to spend four or $5 on a latte, easy. Now, it's these simple acts that we do need to recognize, we need to celebrate and not take it for granted. She could have just said, okay, I'll make the latte, save me some money, but really not celebrated it, really not acknowledging it uh, and just taking it for granted. But instead, she shared it, she recognized it and she celebrated it. And it's those type of things that we need to do more of with lattes, with paying off debt, with maybe finding a nickel. (laughs) I know it seems irrelevant, finding a nickel, but those type of things are important to do. So Amber, I wanted to celebrate you. uh, And I hope that you're continuing to make those lattes and definitely keep sharing those wins with us. Now, as far as today, let's talk about Braformations just a little bit. Uh, Because I really want you to take action with this piece as I really, really love this concept. I've always been a fan of affirmations. Uh, Sometimes they feel good, sometimes they don't. And that's why I really related to her when she mentioned that with her clients, uh, sometimes they weren't just, they weren't feeling the affirmation. It didn't feel real. And sometimes when it doesn't feel real uh, or genuine, you just don't want to deal with it. You don't want to It just doesn't feel good to use it as an affirmation. So I want to challenge you for you to create your own bra affirmation and share it with us in the community over at jenhemphill.com forward slash community. Remember that this is an affirmation of your choice followed by a support statement after. So for example, this can be a bra affirmation. Managing money is not that scary for me now because... I have been checking in with my money for the last four weeks in a row and actually loved it. So that can be, it can be shorter, but I just wanted to give you uh, another example. We talked about it uh, in the interview. So remember, it's affirmation followed by the support statement. So the support statement can be started with because. So whatever affirmation, because. And I want you to take it a step further and flex those muscles. So change those support statements often, especially if there's an affirmation uh, that you really love that makes you feel good. Keep using that and change that support statement as you can, right? So I really challenge you to do that as well and, and share with us how that goes for you, how that makes you feel, how that really inspires you to do more and take more action with your money goals. So I want you to, uh, if you really, really enjoyed this interview, which I'm sure you did, I know I did, (laughs) 
and chances are you're you're like me. So I'd make sure you can check out uh, Tanya over at tanyarainier.com. She also recently launched a podcast called Profit Party. So if you are a business owner, that is definitely one to check out. And if you're a non-business owner, check it out anyways, because especially when you talk, she talks about mindset, that's applicable to all of us. Uh, So just wanted to share that with you. So remember that this is the last episode for the season before we go on the two-week break. I am starting next week. uh, For the next two weeks, I'm going to be doing some replays of popular episodes. So just two replays, just to fill in the gap of of the days that we're not doing regular episodes. So there'll be two replays. I've chosen some popular episodes that will pop up again. And then starting on April 6th, will kick off the new season. And I'm excited to do that. In the meantime, come over to our community. If you haven't joined us at jenhempill.com forward slash community. And let me know what do you want to see more of in the next season? What do you want to hear me discuss? Or maybe what do you want me to ask the guests more of. I will be uh, putting out a survey uh, so that way I can, um, because I want to change things up a little bit, but I don't want to do it on what my interests, I want to do it what you want to hear because you're the one listening, right? So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Tanya for joining us, for sharing her story and just being genuine and real, which I absolutely love. Uh, Be sure uh, to check out the show notes. You can get all the links uh, over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 93. So thanks again for listening. And we will see you again with new episodes, fresh episodes on April 6th. But next week, we'll be doing some replays. Thanks again. And we'll talk soon. 